I mean, I have to say, I will never wear anything like that with low rise jeans because then what am I going to tuck my flab into? <laughs> what am I going to tuck my flab into? It's not going to work. Is yep. it? <laughs> what I, you know, the fact that she was going to be second fiddle, basically. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I was that screaming at the TV going, don't do it. You will always be the second option. Hey Bernie, you're listening to the Sisterhood of Mommy Imperfect and my name is Rina aka Mommy Imperfect. Welcome to another TPP episode. Yep, it's that time of the month when I get together with my friends Romy and Kirith and together we are TPP, the power panel. We talk about topical news and entertainment stories from the past week and in this episode we're going to be talking about Love is Blind, the Netflix series. Also, um, that whole concept is Love Blind. We're going to talk about love languages and also we're going to talk about how we as women are expected to dress a certain way to appear attractive. So we usually do this power panel episode at the end of the month, but we're doing it a week early because as you've gathered, it is a very love themed show. And since it's the uh, yeah, since it's the week where people celebrate love, you know, I know Valentine's Day was on Monday, but you know, if you look in the shop, there are still half price heart shaped chocolates and roses <laughs> there. So celebrate, enjoy yourself, get twenty five roses for the price of uh, twelve. Yep, uh, doesn't matter if they're a little bit wilted. You know, we might be a little bit wilted. I'm forty three, mate. Been together for twenty years. I see, we thought you know we're a bit wilted as well. It doesn't matter. Anyway, listen. <laughs> Hello, Galentines, Romy and Kirat. How are you doing? Hey, you're right. Yeah, good. Thank you. Good. So, does anyone do Valentine's Day or care about it? Uh, um. So, yeah, we're going on also 25 years married for 20 this year. So, yeah, we do a little bit. It's not as much as it was before. We still do cards, which is quite nice. Oh, do you? So, you do yeah. Valentine's Day then? Yeah, but I, it's, but I, we don't do all the extra. Not the extravagance. No, no. Like we actually make a point of not going out on that evening because it's always so like, oh my God, it's always so like <sighs> over the top set menus and I can't handle it. But um, yeah, we, you know, and, and I think now actually, I think probably we do it more since we've had kids to show them like what it's all, what it's for, what it's all about. So I guess, yeah, I guess we do, but we don't go like, you know, we don't just turn it on for that one day. Hopefully it's just like a, it's more like, you know. Appreciation day, show yeah. your, go yeah, on, yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then the kids kind of, you know, they kind of figure out like, oh, this is, this is what happened. Um, my, yeah. my kids actually get their, they get roses and chocolates from their dad, which is quite cute. Oh, so, so he, yeah, he does really it, good. like he does Valentine's Day. We don't do anything. <laughs> so I used to do stuff for Amma, like when he cute. was little. Yeah. I, you know, I used to buy him with Valentine's cards and stuff. Yeah. I think there's one still stuck up on his thing. I mean, he'd die now, but. That's cute. Yeah. That's cute. See, it's not only just about, you know, romantic love and stuff. Yeah, so it's nice. But we, we went out for lunch because I think sometimes, you know, like you get really busy and then you just end up like ships passing in the night and stuff. And we don't go on um, dates that much because there is no one to look after the kids, really, unless my mom comes to stay or whatever. And yeah. so we just we went out for lunch, which was really nice. So, yeah, it was nice. It was nice. It was good. But otherwise, nah. So, I mean, some people, you know, 
they do do the big thing, you know, it's like, oh yeah, let's mm. bust out the sexy lingerie, this, that, put on some red lippy, blah, blah, blah. And that brings me to the first thing that I want to talk about, which is women dressing sexy. And now what I just mentioned, right, bodycon dress, red lipstick, is that what constitutes a woman making an effort with her appearance? Um, and I'm talking about this because a little news story caught my eye. So last week, a new restaurant, Beluga in Leatherhead in Surrey, they mistakenly, in quotation marks, published a dress code which specified women had to wear sexy clothing, in quotation marks, it, to gain entry into this new restaurant, right? Men were told not to wear tracksuits, but on these uh, the restaurant's website, they suggested that women should wear ankle strap heels with a form-fitting top or skinny jeans or a midi or bodycon dresses. Now, obviously, this drew a negative reaction when people were saying, you know, it was cringe and it was sexist. They've since offered their apologies on Instagram and said this description was inappropriate, disrespectful and offensive and does not reflect the image we're seeking to promote. We wish to clarify our policy is a smart dress code for men and women. But is this kind of thing just standard, right? Are people always going to want hot-looking women in the queues for their clubs, outside their shops, on their social media posts? And by hot, I mean what is considered typically sexy. What do you guys think? Yeah, that's you go first. Oh, I think you can't really escape it, especially with, you know, the social media side of things. I, people are trying really hard to break those stereotypes, and, and that's great. But it's so deep rooted, I think, that it's it's going to take a while for those things to be shaken off. And again, it's the perception women have of themselves is what they feel is sexy. So if someone tells you to dress sexy, you're like, what makes me feel sexy? What do I need to wear to make me yeah. feel sexy? And that's right? what I was going to ask as well. Like, what what kind of things do you feel sexy in? Like, because I mean, bodycon dresses, the, the one time I got a bodycon dress, right? And it was like a daytime one. You know, there's jersey. I don't skin like them, yeah. I felt the most unsexiest I felt in my entire life. I was holding my dead in that entire day in the <laughs> office. I was like, I feel disgusting like, in this, mate. Like I ate I only, lunch I and it was all over. I only wore them when I was pregnant. So when, you know. And, and yes, you know, were, same. Because it's acceptable. Because your stomach is supposed to be sticking out yeah. because I'm pregnant. Not yes. Because, you know, oh my God, that was the one time I wore it. And the one time I felt sexy in those dresses was when I was pregnant. It was like, my dead is a feature. It's a feature yeah. now. And um, <laughs> this is okay. Otherwise, it's just holding it. Yes, I totally agree. After pregnancy, no. Yeah. I think body, body con dresses aren't that flattering unless you are a certain shape. Hourglass shape, really. I mean, you can wear what you want. I think the women again, can, you know, it's just if you're comfortable. Yeah, okay. For me, it's like, they're not flattering on me. Me neither. Simple as that. I look right? like SpongeBob SquarePants. But it's like, again, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And it's always going to be what, like, some guys like women with curves. Some guys like really skinny girls. Some guys don't care. Mm -hmm. But again, it's what, you know, um, I love watching, you know, when you sometimes it's like you're scrolling and you see those videos of two girls there will be like a, a curvier girl and a skinny girl trying on the same clothes. Yeah. And for me, the curvier girls always look better and happier in what they're wearing than. But why is that ones. though? I don't know because they feel sexy. They yeah, but, feel then, like, but then are they, you saying they, that curvy curvy is sexy, or maybe that's what you? No, I just think for now. I think for me, watching those girls wear that and feel like they can wear the same as a skinny girl and feel good about themselves brings out brought out a different confidence in them. Mm, and I think mm -hmm. you 
sometimes it's not about um, what you wear. It's how you are from within that makes you like, yeah, you can yeah, wear yeah. anything and it depends on how you feel. And that is what makes you feel sexy. And that can kind of sometimes shine through with what you're wearing or not. I mean, I feel probably my sexiest in a sari. Yes. In a certain type of sari, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. I feel my sexiest. Yeah. I don't um, feel sexy in Indian clothes. I feel I, I, what? I don't know. No, I feel it's, I, I do. it's elegance, and I, but I don't feel like I don't feel no a certain type of sari, like a nice chiffon sari. Yeah, you need to maybe maybe listen. She needs to she needs to go out in the rain, mate. In a sari, you need to go out in the rain. A bit of dip dip barsapani. I was going to say that. You will seriously, yes, exactly. Come on. Or some shoe Devi back in like exactly. Mr. India. I love you. Roll around in the hay, mate, in the rain. Listen, you're going to change your point of view very soon. It's a certain type of sari, not all of them. The the silk ones are a bit... You know how um, on a previous podcast... They're more regal. Yeah, but... 90s, Swiss mountains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, like those... Yeah, they're more regal, like you said, the the stiff kind of saris. But I feel like... um, what I do is, because remember we were talking about how recycling, upcycling uh, our, our mums and grandma stuff. So I put it with like literally a backless bra- blouse or something, a bl- a basically a non-existent blouse. And then blouse. I have yeah. the, 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 the grandma's, you know, my grandma's sorry, just to kind of a mix it up then. a little bit. And then I feel, then I feel, oh, this is sexy. You know, I, I feel like. I'm looking at my mum's old blouses. They were pretty non-existent and she was pretty non-existent. You know, she was skinny. But um <laughs> But yeah, her blouses were tiny, and I'm like, when she says to me, "Oh, you know, make yours a bit longer," there, I'm like, "What are you telling me to make a longer blouse for?" <laughs> like, did you see yours? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think yeah. for me, like stuff like that, um, and I'm quite like I like wearing vests, and I don't like having polo necks and things like that. I always like feel suffocated, but I don't feel sexy in those. Um, I don't know. I just I don't. I think yeah, it depends anytime on what you're wearing. An anytime I've made an effort, I feel like I I feel you know I suppose, but not so much in Indian clothes. I need to get some just bust some chiffon saris out maybe, but um, I don't really I don't really stand there in front of the mirror and think oh yeah I feel really sexy. I look sexy. Well, so when do you yeah. is it when you're you're wearing literally like you know lacy underwear or is it or are there certain types of clothes like you know I don't know dresses or whatever? Well, definitely underwear. Definitely underwear. Um, I think maybe when I've got my, I don't know. I don't know. My heels, stilettos. Heels, yeah. Heels will do it, yeah. But I don't, I'm not that kind of person where, you know, I've got like a jumper on and jeans and yeah, now I feel sexy. I don't feel, I don't, it, it has yeah. to be, nor, I don't know where, I don't, that's probably a problem in my life actually. <laughs> I shouldn't, that I, I should dress. See, if you wear that most of the time, jumpers and jeans, maybe that exactly. is a problem. <laughs> exactly. But so I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, 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 it, it, to me, it's tied to an occasion if I've made the effort for an occasion, which is the only time I make an effort now. Um, then perhaps yeah then I would then I would feel sexy but this restaurant business is this restaurant putting this stuff out there I mean when I first read the article I thought that that was their I initially just thought it was uh oh it's the dress code for their staff because why would they give a dress code out for I mean I know you know certain uh, you know restaurants on the uh, you know on on one extreme would Mm -hmm. would put on their no trainers and all that kind of stuff but 
some random restaurant in Surrey. I, I honestly thought it was for the wait, the waiters and waitresses. Um, I thought it was for staff, and then realizing it is for potential customers. It's yeah. just so completely. But out I, I, of touch. Yeah, it, it is out of touch. But I think remember, mm. you know, we we do talk a lot about social media, don't we? When we when we come together and talk about this kind of thing, and I think that you know they want to have on the pictures. Oh, you know, we've just opened, and this is a kind of clientele we're attracting, and people mm. sitting there looking dolled up and everything. You know, not people in like greasy hair and a tracksuit bottom sitting in there like an instagramable restaurant yeah i think that's that probably kind of thing that whole thing restaurants being a, a bloody tough business right probably one of the toughest mm-hmm. businesses right to keep a restaurant open and going and all that kind of stuff and then you've just sort of pissed off half of your you know potential clients it's it was a really it's a risky it was risky sort of yeah you, know, but you s- you say that, but then certain a certain kind of people will look at that dress code and think that's where we need to be because that's where all the good looking, the good money minded yeah, people. True. Yeah, that hot, that's where they will end up. It, you know, this it's is like the going thing. to one of those private clubs in mm-hmm, London, mm-hmm. elite clubs. You know, you, there is a certain dress code. You know, the, the guy in the door. I mean, one you're paying like a grand to get in, um, but it's like. The guy on the door, you can turn anyone away for the tiniest of reasons. And they, they're they trained to sort of look at what fashion you're wearing, is it whatever, what labels you're wearing, what watch you're wearing, you know, to eye up what you're wearing and put a value on it and before they yes, let you in yeah. that door, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's not... But this is clubs I get, I understand, but this is a restaurant. This is where you're going to eat food. It's where you need stretchy pants. It, well yes exactly <laughs> body contrasting what um but the, this is the thing like you know uh is is that deemed to be oh this is what's attractive this is what's nice this is what looks good you know women wearing these kind of things like, men have a lot more leeway you know you know when you go you look at um what people wore for these award ceremonies so the men is always a tux i mean yes they can look handsome whatever the and, and also they're warm like these award ceremonies the oscars happens in in winter loads of ceremonies do the men are warm. They're dressed fully covered. The women are wearing like barely nothing if they choose to, yeah. you know, and then they get a lot of attention for this. So is that just how it is, is what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know. It's like, do you dress to be sexy? I mean, I don't really dress to be. I don't think I've ever said to myself, you know what I'm like, I'm quite like just slap whatever I feel like. I wear whatever my mood is. Mm. So if I'm feeling like confident, if I'm feeling a bit rock and roll, if I'm feeling like totally beach vibes, I will just go with what I feel like wearing. Mm-hmm. But do I think I'm going to look sexy today? I don't know if I do. I don't know if I ever have because you probably see me. I was the least person interested in the colours of lipstick and stuff like that and things like that. It's just no. But you, you always looked. You always looked. <laughs> you always looked hot. Like if you, you know, when but, you went out and stuff. Come on, we used to. I made an together. effort, but I didn't like. You know, I didn't. Like I made an effort to go, you know, you do, you're going to go yeah, out, yeah. you're going to make an effort. But it's like, did, well, did I go, I wasn't out there like trying to, this is like really sad. I was never out there trying to pull guys or anything mm-hmm. like that. That's not why I've gone out. I've gone out to have a good time. Yeah. I think that's my mentality that I'm not out there to attract men by looking sexy. I'm not somebody who wants attention from people. I'd rather just, you know, I dance really stupidly on the dance floor and that's when people probably notice me. That's probably what they notice me for, but they don't notice me for looking sexy, I don't think. 
Mm. I'm just thinking that, you know, this starts when we're when we're really young. Like I've had this conversation with for girls, you know, what is sexy? And for younger mm. girls, it's what they see in the shops, isn't it? It's what they what their friends are buying. It's the yeah, crop tops and it's like, you know, all the stuff they're seeing sort of repeatedly in the shop. So even for us, we would have we would have as young women, we would have gone out and seen and you're kind of and and, 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 a, and people say, you know, you, the sexualization of young girls through fashion, you know, sometimes I have to go far and wide not to, you know, for shopping for the girls so that I can actually find something that, yeah. you know what I mean? That something that actually covers body, your kids' like bodies, a, yeah. And, and that is also nice and mm-hmm, that is also mm-hmm. like, you know, cool sportswear, yeah. you know, they can wear to a party and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it starts at that. And, and so I think we, we then obviously at a young age absorb all that information. Oh, a little black, black dress is sexy. But actually, actually, it's anything you feel sexy in, like you Sexy saying. in, yeah. But that doesn't come, that sort of thinking comes later. Later, in our, in our sort of, you know, for we can see it for what it is now. Mm. Whereas the young generation, they don't have that sort of they don't i don't know they don't you know they might i'm talking about younger younger girls right before they can see this yeah, sort yeah. of like yeah. you know um and you're you're very impressionable and, at that age yeah yeah you are impressionable and you're but and and that is changing i'm sure that's changing you know i'm sure the backlash that the that the that the this restaurant got and you know just from 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 young women it's um it's quite nice to see um that they are sort of aware of no hang on i'm being completely sexualized here and and blah 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 mm. um and and that this is wrong whereas perhaps we wouldn't have we wouldn't have maybe noted that i don't know i think we wanted to wear that stuff right because we just couldn't wear anything at, well i did i, I think we did because we couldn't us, wear suits at home yeah I, well i think for us it was like really different in the sense of we're probably from a generation where mm. once that respect element was there like you don't wear these kind of clothes in front of so and so and so and so and so and so you wear that wear it with your friends you just don't wear it in front of your elders that kind of thing whereas these days it's like anything goes in front of anybody so I was I've I've got to say with me like I've never kind of followed been a dedicated follower of fashion ever and even at school my style was really different um and I probably was the only girl that still wore shorts though but not shorts to look look sexy so I never hot pants or anything I was the only girl at school that would wear shorts um then people oh my god you're wearing shorts but I wore them at home as well it wasn't like oh my god I'm doing something I'm wearing them to look sexy it was just like it was hot summer it was shorts and they weren't sexy shorts they weren't hot pants but now like everyone's wearing hot pants and I'm like I don't wear hot on pants. daily, you know, on the street on a daily basis mm-hmm. out there everywhere. And I'm like, yeah, but I've always worn shorts and people go, you know, like people used to be like, oh, you're wearing this. Oh, oh, you're wearing that. And I remember when I got to uni, even first year of uni, I still didn't used to wear straps. I only started wearing thick straps in my second year. And then slowly. Yeah. Boob cheese. You know, <laughs> now I wear boob tubes no, but, no, but I do <laughs> but I do and I don't I mean like I, I was went out on Saturday and I was wearing a boob tube Saturday I wore a boob tube and I was the only girl in the whole place my age at 42 nearly 43 wearing a boob tube so nice. I, I I seriously I wear crop top well I have like literally one basically but um yeah similar age I'm 43 and I don't 
care. I mean, I have to say, I will never wear anything like that with low rise jeans because then what am I going to tuck my flab into? <laughs> what am I going to tuck my flab into? It's not going to work. Is yep. it? <laughs> Just not doing that. <laughs> um, I do feel sexy in a bikini. Bikinis I'll still wear. Even yeah, though, actually, yeah. Even though of the stomach, I don't care. I don't care. That's good. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't have a. And you should, yeah, man. You look thing. good in them. That's one thing. You look good in no, them. No, I'd wear one as well. It's like yeah, I think. I think I don't know. I've just never been like a. I want to look sexy, or I want to wear what everybody else is wearing, or, or these are in fashion. I need to grab myself one of those. Um, that's not me. I've always wanted to just be me. Mm. and if that means that I'm a little bit different from everybody else it's like so what yeah Romy's looking alarmed has, has everything blown away because yeah um, everything's just I mean I'm just looking I mean I've a storm a is going on outside for people that are listening there is the That's, storm yeah. Eunice is raging outside I don't know if the world is going to exist after we finish our conversation <laughs> I'm going to move on to talking about love is blind okay so following the mega popular first series love is blind is back for a second series on Netflix so it's, uh, if you don't know there's 30 singletons 15 guys 15 girls and they're in these pods where they can't see each other um, and they see if they can find a connection with somebody um, and you know they'll if they want to meet each other they have to actually get engaged and then they can meet in real life and see if they test out their relationship in the real world before the big day and that's scheduled I think four weeks after they first actually see each other so that's the concept now I am addicted, I have to say. to the, I was addicted to the first series and I'm addicted to the second series. Yeah, you got me addicted to the second series. Uh, otherwise, I was going to pass it by because it's such a time bandit. It's like, it's like you just watch the it next really one. Is. The next one. It really Even is. Even though it is super corny and you need to buck it by your side. Or maybe I'm yeah. just jaded. I don't know because it's so like... Cringe, man. It's, it's quite cringy. It's, it's proper cringe. But... Um, I don't know. So I, it's good. It's good. It's good TV. It's good TV, isn't it? But the concept is love blind. No. Well, I I mean, so. okay. So me and you are kind of up to date, Romy, on the second series. Um, Thank, yeah, because I had to be, because I had to know. Yeah, exactly. So, um, Kirat, I know that um, you, I, I did say watch the second series, but you've seen the, a little bit of the first series, right? I've seen first series and I saw bits of the second series. Okay. So I did that. Yeah. So, right. I mean, it's, <laughs> I just feel like they do reel you in. I don't know if Gideth is actually falling for it. Me and Romy are just, uh, we've been reeled in. We have been reeled in, right? Um, I mean, it, it's so interesting though, because um, there's two Indians in the second series. Um, and so spoilers for anybody. Now, these are spoilers. Okay. So you might stop listening if you don't want to know this and you actually want to find out yourself. But there's an Indian guy called Abhishek, who is a veterinarian. And then he gets engaged in the pods without seeing this girl to Deepthi, um, who is a really nice girl. So they're both kind of like, obviously, people are on this to find love and they're trying to fit somebody in this kind of, you know, boyfriend or uh, wife or husband shaped hole in their life that they're trying to fill. And they want to be on tv let's not forget that but i don't know like i found it really cringy when he was in the pods he was the only guy trying to find out what people looked like he was trying to find out people's sizes like oh so do you think that um if we went to a festival would i be able to put you on my shoulders and it's like oh my god like you're just so unsubtle and so rude like it's it was really unrude and he, i think i think you know 
but he was shut down pretty much. He was quite quickly mm. by, and, and I by think, yeah. the girl who he he ends up with with, and you know she discusses it with other people in the living quarters as well, doesn't she? But she does see past that. She does see past it, and she doesn't sort of, she doesn't just like you know he's not sort of going to be hung on that nail forever. Um, no, but yeah, it was really. I mean, that was t- just t- took the creepiness to a next level. It I was really thinking, did. He's going to be the. He's not going to find any love, and and isn't it interesting that. But neither of the so this Indian couple, neither of them have ever dated a brown people, yes. as they as they yeah. say. Yet they found each other, and I just wonder if it's because I don't know what were they. I don't know why do you, why do you think that is? Do you think it's because you know it's time to get married, and perhaps they wanted to find um, a partner, you know, that was brown or yeah, that, maybe. You know, Maybe it's so like okay, home to yeah, and daddy. exactly. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's like oh, I've done the whole dating white people thing, and you know, let me just uh, do the right thing. I don't know, but it, it, it did know. seem like that. I think it's. I think both of them too try too hard to be different from their other brown people, and you realise you are brown, and you do have something that identified you with the other person, even though they didn't look because they didn't see each other. Mm. Exactly, they didn't know yeah, the other person course, was brown. They have a they because have a common. They had a conch. They were consciously not dating brown people, both of them. Mm. So they weren't open to the mind. They weren't open-minded enough to think yeah. you can get a brown person who thinks like you. Yeah. Um, um, but mm-hmm. but there are so there were commonalities which which, which helped them understand each other, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, they both have Indian names. I mean, they, right. they they both knew that they were Indian. And, and in there, they talked about things like values. They talked about family and things like that. So it obviously yeah. came out, right? And and things that are important to you, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and all this kind of thing. So they did know. And then they did discuss, oh, I haven't actually been with anybody who's of my own race before. Um, mm. but, the, but the thing is, and I don't know if you've seen this bit, Kirith, but when they meet in real life like when they're hanging around because they go on this honeymoon thing which is pre-wedding so they go to mexico okay, i didn't see the honeymoon thing i've seen uh, up to the proposal right bit. so shall i just shall i tell you what happened like i've obviously said to, you know I'm not gonna watch it, plot spoiler plot spoiler <laughs> but exactly exactly so fine so let me talk about it so 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 basically there everything seems to match they've got a sense of adventure he gets over his um you know, he realizes that he was very shallow and trying to find out what people looked like and stuff. But then he did then say to people after hanging around with her, after they're doing a lot of kissing and stuff, he did then say to other other people in other couples, "Oh, I feel like I'm on holiday with my aunt. I feel like I'm on holiday with my auntie because he he doesn't he doesn't find her attractive and and I just feel a bit sorry for her because I, I think she does find him attractive and he really doesn't and he's I don't know he's trying to force himself but it's a uh, it, I did oh, get really. that it's, feeling feel when he saw her. her that I yeah. got that feeling from their conversation to the point where like he saw her. I did get the feeling that he was quite vain and I did get the feeling that she wasn't going to be good looking enough for him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yeah he'd make an effort but if she didn't rock his boat totally he probably might go off her mm. but you know at the end of the day yeah, yeah, I had that feeling as I was watching it. I mean, given the questions he asked as well. Yeah. Um, but he, he did, uh, yeah. but the thing is, when he met her, then, you know, he was kissing her and he grabbed her butt and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, well, you kind of, you know, should you have done that? Because she obviously got like, basically, Chambalgi, you know, she got really, she did, because then she was like, oh, yeah. And, you know, she obviously enjoyed it and whatever. 
And then now she's on a different kind of vibe. I think she's more into him physically. I just felt, I felt, I just felt a bit bad for her. She, I did feel bad she, for her. I just love it in the bits when they're in Cancun, Mexico, and she's trying to explain to like, so, you know, the, they meet up with the other couples as well. Yeah. Mm. And so in this scenario, you might see somebody there who who you proposed to and you, yeah. and you didn't pick or you know that was one of an option that was an option and then maybe you know you're looking at that person going oh shit I should have picked that I should have picked that but person in, in the now first that I can series see what they look like in the first series that was so awful though it's like it's not you know that I, this is the thing this only works if you're not presented with options at the end of the day the whole idea is you you know, can you make something work with an option you put in front of you and you like each other, but are you thinking, I'm going to commit to this option and make this work now, which is what a relationship's about? Or do you keep your mind open and you keep looking around while you're trying to make something work? That's what stops a relationship from working. But, but there, were, I, there, were, view, there were a lot of love triangles, actually, a couple of love triangles, weren't there, where somebody, you know, they had kind of two people in the pods that they liked the sound of and yeah. stuff. And then they proposed to one and she said no. Then they went with another one like that guy. What's his name? Jarrett. And Jarrett, so yeah. um, this that girl, I Ayan, and I really like woman. her. She's so nice. And she even said that this is not good for what I you know the fact that she was going to be second fiddle basically yeah yeah and that's what I was that... screaming at the tv going don't do it you will always be the second option even though she kind of fell for his I don't know she and that's even, what she happened said, this is first. not good for my my self-esteem well-being and, self-esteem and, yeah and, you know she's had issues and she's gone through a lot but yet she still did it I know and and they and they actually get on really well but the, the thing is when he this is and this is a bit unfair because when he saw that other girl Mallory who is really hot you know everybody thinks she's really beautiful then he was a bit like oh my god you know she was the one that I proposed to and you know and and it yeah it, that's it's not just, a nice thing for the so show it's to all, do it's, it's not, not a, and, and it's, they, it's playing with people's games uh, it is people's lives their minds their everything and I think just that thing and even the fact that they all go back to the same kind of flat and talk about everything they're trying like, to stir shit up and, she, and yeah and it, they're trying to do that but then it's not it's not an experiment then is it that's not what you really do I, I think that then they're trying to just stir drama up for um that's the, just the like trying to be a love island yeah 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 drama, yeah, yeah. You know? it is it is I mean you know the one the first series I don't know if you know Gideth but I know that you watched a bit of the first series but then there was a couple in there uh Lauren and Cameron and yeah. they are actually married now still there's two couples that are still married in real life so there was mm. um Amber and Barnett I think and Lauren and Cameron and so Lauren and Cameron obviously overcame the fact that that she was black and he was white and they'd never uh she'd never dated yeah. outside her race before so it was a, a new thing they're still married and it's been three years and that's so nice and it's like they were the first to propose as well yeah in, yeah in that first yeah. one and Barnett he was the one that loved triangle in the first yeah exactly like that mess up kind of thing and it was like I'm s- when he nearly went with the other girl I can't yeah. remember what her name Jessica, was now, Daniela, Jessica. No, something Jessica. But um, Jessica, that's it. When you nearly went with her, it was like, well, both of you are so confused when you're with each other. It's like both of them are like he was all he was open about being confused between three people. Whereas she was, I felt like she was playing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she was, you know, I, I don't know what she was doing. And I felt like, okay, you know, he he 
And then she went back to the house and she was complaining to all the other girls about him. And mm. he was scared of the one that he ended up with. But, you know, she was good for him, I think. Do you think, though, that love is blind? Do you think that that is a, it's a viable thing to actually get to know somebody, fall in love with them without seeing them? And then that when you do see them, it will be like, oh, who cares what you look like? Because I'm so in love with you that this is going to work no matter what. Do you believe in that? I don't, I don't, I don't know if I do, to be honest. I, I, I always, so me, I haven't dated that many people, but when I have, I've always spent like weeks talking to them first. No, but did you know what they looked like though? That's the thing. Yeah. And I think you can't do that. Well, back in the day, back in the day, you used to be able to find them attractive when you're talking to them. Like they might, they, they might be into me and I might not be into them after speaking to them for like four weeks or five weeks they become attractive because of the conversation you've had. That That's true, but I think you have to see them as well. And I'm saying this because I've had an experience. No, no, listen, I've, I've had an experience where um, I was talking, and this was at uni in, in one of the years at uni, so talking to somebody like every day on the phone, like for ages and ages, and we really got on well and everything was like, there was a chemistry and stuff. And I, I knew this person in real life. I knew what he looked like and stuff. And I, and you kind of, and, and and I emotionally I was in and it was like oh yeah this could work and stuff then when we met up in real life I was just like uh I can't do this like, I know and, so. and I felt so horrible for doing that I felt really horrible for it but, and it could have actually worked out perfectly because you know this person was somebody from like the same background and you know family wise it would have been all nice and smooth and stuff but I just didn't find them attractive and that and I just felt really bad for saying that but I was just like uh, I just I can't do this I just don't I just, just got to be really honest with yourself I mean I think I think that's sort of you know when you said when you said that when Abhishek and Deepthi first saw each other you obviously saw something flash across his face in that first instant right you said you could you could, you knew from the beginning I mean I missed that I thought he was quite me too I thought he was quite happy he looked quite happy when he saw it and I was quite shocked later when he said oh, I actually don't find her physically attractive. And I was just like sh shocked. And yet, you know, I don't He's know. doing the I right thing. That. He was doing the right thing as a brown, so many brown people do do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and but how no, many of us are familiar with be, that? I think there always has to be like a physical, a physical component. Like with Mallory in Salvador, she, he is not the typical person she would. He, no, she, she would was a bit like, uh, she wasn't, and I would have been, I would have been quite, running mate to Salvador. She was just she like, <laughs> was quite visibly, she was quite visibly almost sort of like, you know, he wanted exactly. to kiss her she was a bit like, oh, you know, okay. He was a bit maybe perhaps too full on. Yeah, so, so we were saying, obviously Mallory was a bit like standoffish with Salvador, even though I personally would have been sprinting had it been me. Um, but but yeah, I think they made they made an emotional connection in the pods. But it's quite, I think it's quite clear that for her, the physical connection is not there. Yeah, and all of these things are important. Is what I'm trying to say. It can't just be. I agree. And 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 good for you if that you made an emotional connection in the pod, and then you come out and you actually have you a are, physical attraction. You have a physical yeah. attraction. It works. I, yeah, then it works. I don't think but love is blind at all I think you have to have something there but um also in the pods they're bringing their best game forward they're not I don't, they're I mean, all yeah, pretty exactly. well looking they've all been groomed to look a certain way they all like had you know they've 
you know no, but, you but, know they've been told what yeah. kind of dresses to bring and wear and you know all at each moment and but she's saying in the pods when they're talking and they can't see each other they obviously want people to like them don't they and and that's why yeah, it's so different when they hang around in real life and there was one girl Romy like uh, I can't remember her name but she was this, with this guy called Nick and they said I love you very quickly and um she was a dark-haired girl this is in series Danielle. two yeah and she had a, she's got a lot of insecurities like a lot of physical yeah. insecurities and like if he talks to somebody else you know she'll be crying in a corner or whatever so that is something that you have to then spend that time being in a relationship with that person to find this out you know, and that's and he's finding it quite a lot to cope with that. I think. So I'm not taken with this program at all. Like, like you guys, like so into it, and I, I like, you know, I fell asleep. <laughs> no, I, I, but I, 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 I'm into it because I, I really just want to see what happens, but yeah. I see through it completely. Yeah, but yeah. I just thought, okay, I suppose my perspective is different because I'm single, mm. as well. Mm. so that whole dating thing is still open for me and it's just like for me it's like really it's really <laughs> yeah you still have I a chance know. yeah but, um but but that's you know but for me that that's kind of by the by but it's really is that how you want to meet somebody but the only thing that made me laugh is that obviously like back in the day when like our parents and our grandparents met they it was blind they might have been shown a photo though still if they were right? lucky so they, if they were lucky, they might have been. And the thing is, the mindset is very different. And the mindset is what makes it work. And that was my whole point is, mm. I think, that you're with somebody. That's the person you're going to be with. That They knew they had to make it work. And they made it work. Whereas these, uh, we've mm. become, have we become too picky, too fussy? We want this and we want that. But it was nice that this opened people's minds a little bit more yeah. to what, they whatever but otherwise it just shows that how shallow we are that yeah it's like oh that guy across the room is hot or Mm. you know it's got to be more than that but um yeah but there has to be that you know if we do want to take a step on from you know grandparents day there has to be that kind of physical connection and there has to be a practical connection as well for me like you do the same things like you like me like certain things or you have you see I try and how you're gonna raise your kids and things like that and yeah but this is what I'm saying that's all fine and with um, for the with the example of that Indian couple right Abhishek and Deepthi they did see eye to eye on all this family wise everything works you know values blah 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 they're gonna support each other in their work and everything lovely but that chemistry physical chemistry is not it for them it's it's not happening and that's what i'm saying because i think yeah. yeah for him and then it's, if it's not for him then it's not going to be for her because it's not going to work but in our um, parents and grandparents generation maybe there wasn't that chemistry but then they just but then they weren't they had to make it work yeah but then they didn't have an experience maybe you know we don't know but we're assuming it was that, their you know yeah it, it was their kismet and it's not that they didn't have experience because i remember my grandmother and her two her two sister-in-laws got a photo of them on the sofa in my living room downstairs and I was 12 or 13 <clears throat> would come back from a function everybody was sitting in my house and the three of them were sitting there on the sofa recalling how in the bind when like that guy gave her a flower and, and we were all sitting really? there like what the like they were talking like that on the sofa and they were, they were in hysterics the three of them and like everybody was sitting in the living room and all of us kids were just sitting there going like horrified like they were with somebody or they liked somebody but again because every like, generation we think that we're the yeah. ones that invented like you know romance love. and sex and yeah. love and yeah. it's like uh no 
all like these old bullies that you hear you know the trik is a date right so it's like you know meet me at the well meet me here meet me this that's all romance yeah like old school romance yeah. right so all of that kind of stuff they felt it it's hormones it's whatever it is at that age when what they're feeling yeah and I, and I have, have I have heard though I have also heard like my dad say things like oh you know well yeah she had to get she liked someone else so they quickly got married off to the right person because she actually liked yeah. someone you know people that I in in my dad's generation so you think oh okay you know obviously and, yeah, and but the, but the fix sad the problem exactly like fix the problem quickly she's looking at this guy oh no there's chemistry between them break that off get her married right. to somebody else you know exactly step in there so, yeah and it's, <laughs> but that, that's a bit sad obviously but it's way but it then they were like everyone then was like accepted their kismet yeah it was like it's like wherever it's written for me you know that's where i'm supposed to be that's exactly. what god wants and me that's, and yeah, whereas exactly. that we challenge that, that these days whereas now we you know those contestants whatever people that took part you know they mm. they have a chance. Abhishek's a bit more forward he's challenging that he's like that doesn't have to be my kismet whereas they like the the mindset was different like okay i've met this person i'm going to make it work with this person we, we've got a connection on a certain level mm. i'm not attracted to her yet but do you know something it could still work i could have a fairly comfortable life with her he could have just with it right but the, the problem the problem is missing that attraction yeah and he wants that attraction and and he knows what that is like to be with somebody on that level and also it's like then what if you meet somebody but else where he you have that does he otherwise he would have had a successful relationship exactly. before no exactly he he is hankering after that physical attraction but i mm. think in the past that's all he's had he hasn't had the um, oh yeah yeah connection, connection with someone and he to be fair to him is still in there is trying still trying for that he's waiting for that lightning to strike sort mm. of thing and he's still giving it a go because at points parts of me were thinking why are you still around and i think he's he's still around because of that emotional connection and i think that's what the tv show shows is that we are too we are too what you know we're too about what people look like and we're too into you know, if we kind of get rid of that a little bit and actually get mm. to know people. I mean, it's 101, isn't it? Even though I'm saying it, it just sounds so basic. You know, if we if we look past that and look at personalities and, and you know, get a yeah. deeper connection with someone, then like, you feel, it, it, like you're saying that person mm. becomes beautiful to you. And I guess that's that's what it's showing, that it's not all about what we look like. And it's not all about, you know, the five minutes you see somebody in a club and you kind of make that split second decision don't you Gideth really wants to say something pursue that pursue. what do you want to yeah, say I'm not sure if I can say this but I'm going to say this anyway so you both know someone I dated for a very long time oh, and yeah. um when I first saw that person I was watching the way that person was interacting with other people all evening and then he walked up to me that evening I didn't think he was that good looking he had I still think he had a big nose and big earlobes I've always maintained that excuse me what's wrong with a big nose on big earlobes thank you but that, but as in that's what as in it, he wasn't like attractive attractive <laughs> to me just yeah describe right me, no. yeah you just describe me mate and I'm working oh, no, it no, come on. anyway you know you know what that <laughs> I'm just joking like. I'm just joking but yeah but as in you know that you know but that's what I noticed about him it wasn't like you know but it was the thing we talked for so many weeks before I even went out on a first date right Mm-hmm. and that connection was built up and we went on a first date had a really good first date and then he continued to tell me he's actually a player so we let it go and then it came back but 
came back. And then from then on, we continued. Fast forward, um, he became a gusik. And at that point, and that was over a period of summer, so I hadn't seen him from when, like, for so many weeks, the mm-hmm. relationship had been up and down. And I thought, I must have, because I'm not that vain in terms of, like, looking up for a guy. I'm, I'm more about the emotional connection. Yeah. Um, and there has to be something physical. You like, yeah, but I'm more about the emotional. I'm not that vain, I've got to say. And I thought in me, at that point, when I'm going to see him again, I thought there's going to be something in me. I've got to have a little bit of vanity in me where I'm not going to feel attracted to him anymore. Mm-hmm. So when I then went back and uh, he called me and he saw, I saw him, you know, he looked really different. He you know, lost a lot of his bulk. He was skinnier, long beard and wearing glasses now and mm. everything. But it didn't change the way I felt because he'd already established You'd had the emotional that connection. Ch- chemistry with him before. But this is the thing. It's like a, a person doesn't have to be uh, like conventionally beautiful, attractive, you know, for somebody to fall in love with them, even on on seeing them right so forget about these pods and stuff i'm talking about you know 80 percent of um communication is non-verbal right something like that so mm. you know that you need to be there with that person and see them and stuff and talk to them and they don't have to be the most beautiful person i married somebody who i met 20 years ago who i walked past in the office and didn't bat an eyelid or didn't think oh my god wow mm. you know it was something that grew and grew. you know we yeah. I, I did i did say to him oh do you think that we were in these pods we would have liked each other and he was like I don't know. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, that's reassuring, isn't it? But um, uh, I don't know. I don't know if we would have, to be honest. Are we, um, he doesn't even talk that much, so I don't know how that would have gone. <laughs> so yeah, that would that might have been a problem, right? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> but um, and oh you know God. what though, and that uh, it kind of brings me on to talk about love languages, right? And this is kind of is linked to what we've been talking about because. It was quite clear, like when the couples in this show, when when they were hanging out with each other in the flesh, there were problems with the way that they expressed love and communicated their feelings. And so that is is about love languages. Now, uh, uh, um, according to the experts, there are five love languages and there's a well-known book about it too. The Love Languages, How to Express Heartfelt Commitment to Your Mate by Gary Chapman. It's like a really old but famous book apparently. But anyway, so what they are is... um, the first one is words of affirmation. So, okay. So, I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with this. I wasn't, but I did this quiz. I did this, and I don't know if you did the quiz. I did the quiz, right? What's your I love did language? The quiz. Okay. So, I'm going to ask you what yours was in a minute. But, okay. So, number one, words of affirmation. So, people with words of affirmation as a love language, they value verbal acknowledgements of affection, like a lot of I love yous and compliments and that kind of thing. You know, I guess it would be like texting and that kind of thing as well. Um, so written and spoken shows of affection really matter to these people, right? And then the second one is quality time. So people whose love language is quality time feel the most adored when their partner actively wants to spend time with them. They're always down to hang out. They like active listening, eye contact, full presence when they're with somebody. Um, And so that's just more about giving your undivided attention to that person. Uh, The third one is acts of service. Seva. So basically when your partner goes out their way to make your life easier, doing things like looking after you when you're sick, making coffee for you in the morning, picking up your dry cleaning, things like that. Um, so that I guess that's for people who kind of believe that actions speak louder than words. 
you know they like to be cared for and then uh, then there's uh physical touch physical touch um which there's number four as well i can't remember what that one is actually i don't know why i don't have it on here but physical touch is one of them as well which is um so it's just yeah obviously like cuddling intimacy that kind of thing um and apparently that goes back to our childhood according to some um psychologists so that you know if people who felt a lot of affection from their parents maybe if you're from like a house where people would cuddled a lot and that kind of thing you know that's people can communicate through that as well now obviously there's problems if your um partner has a different kind of love language and that is what i noticed in love is blind because there's that guy shane who he just wanted to be complimented all the time. And then this girl who oh he was God, with. that guy. Yeah, exactly. He was just like, you know, she, the girl he was with, Natalie, she's a bit more jokey, you know. She's very playful, jokey. And he was just like, oh, no, but, you know, it's getting old now. I need to know how you feel about me. I want some compliments. And she's just like, what the hell? Are you so needy or something? But that was his, you know, he wants to be loved in that way. So, Romy, what did you get in this quiz? I got pers- I got touch. So, so did I. So did I. Yeah. So did I. Did you? <laughs> That's quite unusual. Yeah. All three yeah. of us got the same. Yeah, physical touch. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, when I, when I then read all of these afterwards, I was like, okay, you know, physical touch, yeah, because I don't, I think that words, sometimes words are just cheap. You can say whatever. Oh, I love you, this and that, whatever. Oh, you're so amazing, whatever. But I just think that, to me, that physical touch is important. Like, if, if, if you've not even had a conversation in the day, and as I'm saying to you, like, my husband's not the greatest talker so what else do we have physical touch <laughs> but, so yes um that is the glue that's holding us together but anyway um also acts of service I did put some answers which were based around you know helping each other out and stuff I found it really difficult to answer some of those questions to be honest did you like it was I was really pulled I wanted to put like some of them were pretty much the same it's like which option would you go for it's just worded slightly differently Mm. which made one obviously lean to one at one thing and so I found it really difficult to answer some of them but I I do get the physical touch bit because I am I am a very touchy feely person Mm. I mean I annoy my brother all the time yeah because I you know my mom's like oh my god you know he's aching don't I'm like yeah he's good for his legs I go and sit on like he lies on the sofa and like as much as every sofa or chair might be free, I will sit on him. <laughs> I will sit on his legs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, <clears throat> you know, that's that's just like you know. But then I, I am more of a touch kind of person. I will go in at night and still like usually, like as much as it annoys him as well, still like give him a good night kiss and little like cuddle. Well, cuddle him sometimes. He's like, "What are you doing? Get off me!" I'm like, "Cuddle me back until you cuddle me back. I'm not going to let go." um <laughs> that's cute i do that to the children uh all the time no, but like, that is, um, yeah like my child yeah, right? yeah no so, i know so i know I just, and yeah. i and i still so, do that to my little sister as well who's um nearly 30 so yeah so i mean i am a very touchy feely person um but i i do i am also not very touchy feely with people i don't want to be touchy feely with there's a very yeah but that's clear, yeah, a clear boundary yeah and clear yeah some people yeah. don't have that boundary you save that your affection for for that the, person, the, the people the that matter to me yeah and exactly. the person that you and like there is a very big physical boundary but you know i remember You're in right. dance where i, I said that two foot rule like I just that's how far you can be expressing body language is just i don't know it doesn't lie i feel like you know like you yeah the touch under the shoulder just like just sometimes it's yeah. just like a little 
yeah. as you're doing yeah. something, as you're walking mm. past. What well, I said, words are cheap, innit? It necessarily need to be accompanied with words. And it's nice sometimes if it is, but not all the time. Yeah. Know, it doesn't really need to be. You kind of yeah. you kind of understand where the other person's coming from. But, you know, you have to, sometimes, you know, that doesn't work if one of you is on lots of business trips and and mm. somebody who needs that That's sort tough. of physical, personal touch, you know, or or is busy or, you know, you've got, I don't know, Two kids in nappies and you just don't have time yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So, it is difficult. Yeah, and that, that can, a physical that's thing a can be a look though. But a physical yeah. thing can even be a look though, right? Where you yeah. look in someone's eyes and you just like you, you identify that it's like you know you've got a connection with your partner where in your room when you don't want to be with all those people, you look at each other and you're like, you, you know from their body language that they're like you both thinking the same thing. It, it, that's yeah. still physical. Uh, yeah, and that, a look it, can be quite an intimate thing, you know, when you're with a lot of people, that look can say a lot, right? So yeah. <clears throat> the other thing, the other one that I, I uh, didn't note down was gifts. Gifts is another, oh, yeah. it's another uh, love language. Like, you know, and a lot of the questions were like, oh, after you've had a hard day, would you like it if your partner just surprised you with this gift? Or would you like them to hug you? Or would you like them to bring you tea? So these were the kind of questions in the quiz, right? And I guess some people might be like, oh, I would really like it, a new handbag from him, because that would really brighten up my day. I don't give a shit about that kind of thing. I really yeah. don't. I think all of us, I don't know, Romy's like looking like, do I care? Put a mind in your handbag. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but which handbag? <laughs> so yeah, exactly. as long as it's the right one, right? <laughs> no, as long as, as long as it's a new Chanel. No, no, I'm joking. I'd never get one of those. Um, no, I think, I think, I think you're, we're not just one and, and none of the other. Yeah, yeah exactly. Know. So, you know, sometimes a gift can be a Chanel handbag, but it can be a cup of tea in the morning. I'd see that as a gift. Mm. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, you know, um, but I think, I think, yeah, we obviously we've scored mostly on personal touch, but mm. you know, it's, it's going to be a mixture of all those little but things. But that, that's acts of service. In some situations touch might not work. It might, it might you might need to hear something. It might yeah. be something that's going on at work and actually you need a practical be... solution and maybe you want to hug after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you've but got through it. I think I'd like say... words. To, I think I'd like words more, to be honest. But like, as in like, I'm the kind of person I am. I'm not like that crazy guy who's like, oh no, tell me some nice things about myself. I think it is nice. As I've said to before, uh, that's where we differ because he doesn't, he, he probably says like, I love you like twice a year or something. So I'm not really given a very good uh kind of portrayal of my relationship am I like I it, it just I'm seems brilliant. like all we've got is physical touch <laughs> it's but, no, but, it's, but I think what's really important is that here like I mean <clears throat> people are probably wondering about me and my relationship with Bobby yes like Bobby, yeah, right? yeah 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 so how did you have this and how did you have that one you know I didn't know like boundaries were there in place I'd put certain things in place that certain things can't happen until we see each other hmm. Because I, you know, that whole thing about until you see somebody, you don't know necessarily how you're going to feel. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hadn't, when I'd met him, I wasn't attracted to him in Brighton, but he was already off bounds. Why, why, why am I going to think of that person like that? You know, whatever was going on, I don't know. And I didn't really care. I was in my own stuff. But um, once you start being in a relationship and you think, I still don't know if it's going to work until you meet. But then like that whole compromise bit, that whole, then I had that kind of Indian mentality thing where the family and stuff, we've gone so far, we've done this much. And instead he's trusted me with all of that. And it's that kind of compromise you make. And you think this person really is into me. And I know everybody else found him attractive. Um, but there were certain things about him I, I didn't find attractive. But then, you know, again, you, you, you kind of grow into that. But 
I wasn't able to have touch that it had to be reassurance mm, for me I mm-hmm. wanted reassurance of words and when that that stopped happening which was quite quickly I was seeing other actions happen that I thought were happening um that were done out of respect for me for example like are these acts of her service first. type things? You know, acts of, yeah, yeah. Acts of, like he did certain things to save our relationship rather than go off and do stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you think, you know, this person's really because I can't be into someone unless they're into me as well. That my boundary comes down totally. If they're not into me, then I am not going there. Well, that's kind that, of that's uh, just having sort of self. That, sort of, that's know, not being a psycho it. stalker, right? Because there are a lot of people who yeah. don't get the message and then they turned into creeps. Yeah, but then you get a lot of other people who like, you know, you've been in the relationship the other side where they're giving you mixed messages all the time. Mm. You know, like narcissists, basically, um, who are mm. playing with your emotions all the time. So you get that too. But yeah, I don't know. So when you think of love languages and the fact that I've come out as a church person, I did long for that church. Yeah. And I did long to see him. Mm-hmm. But then you have to sometimes settle for, like you're saying, you've got distance. You have to settle for the alternatives. And that's probably what I did. But then mm. I also had going back to the love is blind thing um, that mentality where okay maybe you know like I'd spoken to my elders a couple of my elders about what was going on and they're like you know something he does this he's from a good family he's this 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 you get on you whatever you can make it work yeah just made me think about this um probably oh my god probably one of my first relationships just talking about talking about this at college and I I this person was really into me and everybody around me was just like, oh my God, he's so nice. He's so hot. He's so sexy. And I was just kind of going, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then there was so much pressure for me to date this person just because he really liked me. I, like an idiot, went against my own sort of what I found was clearly physically attractive. I mean, at the the time I wasn't doing all this bloody self-analysis. I was just kind of Mm. like, Maybe I've got, I I don't know what the hell I was thinking, but I wasn't physically attracted to this person. And, you know, he was really nice. He's such an outgoing guy. He's, you know, knew everybody, was like everyone's darling and, you know, sort of, and I felt, and I obviously, and and I must have felt the pressure. I went along with it. And I think within two weeks or maybe a week, I just could, I couldn't hide. I couldn't, I couldn't, didn't, I I couldn't. Yeah. yeah. I just I mean, he was nice enough. I'm not saying he was a horrible, he was a lovely person. It just really wasn't for nice. you. Just, I just was not physically attracted to him. And, S- same thing as know. my kind of situation, right? So yeah. it, everything would have been fine. Yeah. Everybody, nice, sociable person, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, you're just not feeling it, isn't it? You just, sometimes, yeah, you, sometimes just, you just don't feel just, it. Yeah. And for weeks after, people would be like, oh, you know, you really broke his heart, he's in a bad way and all this sort of stuff. And I was just like, I, I, you know, made to feel like really yeah. shit, basically. But that's really funny because I did, never saw it that way until other now. People put this pressure conversation on you. And it just popped into my head going, oh. Yeah. But other people can put pressure on you. And that's what I was feeling. Like everyone was like, oh, he's so into you. So yeah. many people were saying stuff to me at the time. And I was like, I'm actually still into my ex. Even though we're not together, I actually still have feelings there. I don't think I, I'm not ready to be with anybody else yet but the pressure on me was immense that I was beginning to question my own sanity as in like am I stupid am I being stupid Mm. like everybody's saying even my own cousin saying it to me like you know 
everyone can see how you two were ever. And thing is, in the years and the run up to it, I'd had like before he got married a second time, I'd had a massive hint dropped that he, you know, he'd, he'd like me even then because I'd been in a relationship, didn't say anything. And somebody else had said that to me. And I, I even I rubbish that as well. I was like, that's just nonsense. He found the perfect woman and he was so happy with her until his accident. But it, it's just that kind of, and even now when I was waiting to see him, I was actually really intimidated by him. Before we were excited because I, I was like, okay, you know, at the end of the day, I knew he was unwell. But by the time he actually came, he was physically much better. And I'd mm-hmm. seen photos of him well and stuff and everything. And yeah, I was really intim- intimidated. I didn't know if I was going to find him attractive, attractive anymore because of everything that happened in between. And that, it was for me, it was a case of making it work. And that's yeah. why I needed to see him. It's, that's another reason why I was like, desperate because if it wasn't going to happen, it wasn't mm. going to happen. But we'd already committed to each other. He'd already been speaking to my, you know, family about marrying me. Yeah. And, like, all of that had already happened. And it was like... If if somebody is uh, unclear about this whole situation, please do listen to Sweet Bobby, uh, the podcast, oh. which is a... Uh, yeah, I mean, how many, how many people have listened to it now? Like, what, several million? Five million. Five million. Wow. Five million people. So, and if you're not one of those five million, then what are you doing? Um, do have a listen. Um, but ladies, I'm going to leave it there. And um, I just want to say thank you. And I'm hoping that uh, our houses uh, still exist uh, after this conversation because, uh, yeah, the wind is crazy right now. I don't know what my children are doing. They're all off school because the schools are closed. Uh, who Kitchen. knows what they're doing? Uh, the muffins, God knows, someone's making muffins unsupervised because um, their dad's doing his work. So, <laughs> don't know, just don't know. And I do want to say one last thing about the whole love language thing is that you know I think that if people do have um, a different love language from you, and I was reading up on this as well, that it doesn't mean that's it. This is it. You know, it's not meant to be like communication. And it, it, I just think, yeah, communicate what you want, what you need, and also what that person needs to make them feel loved not everyone's going to be an identical person right in their wants and needs and the way that they express themselves I know and also I feel that upbringing is a is a big thing as well um personally I think like how are you raised and that's a big thing so yeah it's kind of deep but anyway listen um I'd, we would love to know what you guys think um drop us a line mummyimperfect at gmail.com also show this podcast some love write a nice review on apple Podcasts. so i get lovely whatsapps from people and insta messages saying really nice things about this podcast and it does really mean a lot um see words of affirmation you know um it means a lot but please also put it in a review too if you can on apple podcast because it would help other people find the podcast easier follow me on insta for more info about what's going on with the podcast at sisterhood of mummy imperfect or on the mummy imperfect facebook page that's it from us for this week bye bye, bye.